This is the How to Flourish Online podcast. So let's get into it. Hey, hey, and welcome to episode four of the How to Flourish Online podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Nagel, the founder and director of Flourish Online, our agency here in Australia. And today I want to talk to you about sexy consistency. So let me paint a picture for you. Right now, I'm sitting in the same chair in the same room I sit in each week to record a new episode of the podcast. And there's a couple of reasons for that. So first of all, everything is set up right here at my fingertips. My chair is super comfortable. <laughs> it's also part of a, a consistent routine that gets me in the headspace to work and to show up online. And that is what this episode is all about. So, sexy consistency. Now, consistency is the ultimate ingredient for success. So, whether you're building a brand online or maintaining a personal relationship or even doing something such as quitting sugar, consistency is the thing that's going to get you there. But you'll know as a person who has attempted any or all of these things, Consistency and being consistent is hard and it's hard because it's boring and it's hard because it requires discipline and, you know, consistency is definitely not sexy. So here in my role at Flourish, we work predominantly with female entrepreneurs and while I would say that the vast majority of these women are extremely disciplined, you know, so many of our clients have complicated lives. Most, if not all, almost 90% of them have children. And when you have complicated lives or when you have children, you get into a rhythm of working fast and efficiently because often you don't know when your next work session will be or how long it will be for. So you need to get as much done as you can in that brief moment of time that lands on your lap. And often you'll need to get your work done in weird hours. Like we have some clients who do their work between 5 and 8 a.m. and then 8 and 10 p.m. or whatever. Particularly that's the case in the early years when you're trying to start a business and a family at the same time. But as they're self-starters, they're entrepreneurs, they're ideas people, they're creators, they're also the exact type of person that will find doing things consistently boring. And I totally get it. Like it's fun to mix things up and to get things started and to dream up fun things, even crazy things. I mean, this is, you know, the part of the job that I love the most. It's seriously not as fun to commit to blogging once a week or having a daily content schedule or to send client reports weekly. But it's these consistent items that develop trust and respect. And these are two things you absolutely need when building a business. But when you're in the ideas space and, you know, you're flying with ideas through the sky, it can be really, really hard to come down from that and to do the things that you need to do consistently in order to build that trust. And it's those things, trust and respect, that you absolutely need when building a business because it's those things that will help your business stand the test of time. So if consistency is the key to doing just about anything, then let's have a look at what happens when you brand consistently. 
So just to illustrate how important consistent branding is, let's imagine life without consistency. So to illustrate just how important consistent branding is, let's take a moment to imagine what life looks like without it. If you're dating online, your online dates won't recognize you from your photo, and that will be totes awkward. And if you're on an exercise plan to build killer biceps, that's not going to happen unless you work out consistently. And in terms of branding, your audience won't get you and they definitely won't connect with you if what you're presenting online is different to what they're getting in reality. So there's a lot to be said for just being yourself, especially when it comes to online branding. But it can be the case that when you're surrounded by so many amazing women who are winning the game with completely different angles, personas, Insta feed designs, it's easy to confuse consistent with boring. And this is why I wanted to try and reframe consistency with sexy consistency so that we can start to applaud the consistency that we see in other people so that it becomes something that we really strive and admire and want for ourselves. So let's have a look at the three things that every brand needs to look, sound and be to be consistently amazing. Okay, so the first one I wanted to talk about is your brand visuals. And in addition to sexy consistency, I want to introduce the idea of consistent authenticity. So when you want to make a good first impression, you're probably inclined to whip out your fanciest outfit and a pair of shoes because while there's no getting around it, visuals matter on Instagram and in real life and everywhere else. So then the pressure of that, knowing that visuals matter, and having to show up and be seen can make all of us panic and do some pretty weird shiz. And I see this all the time when it comes to the women that we work with scheduling and having a brand photo shoot. This brings up so much, and I'm speaking from personal experience myself, it really does bring up a lot of insecurities and evaluation as to where you are in your life, you know, and often our clients and myself will freak out and go and buy a whole new wardrobe for the shoot. And you'll try and dress like you think you should. So this could be that. And I remember a couple of years ago, I scheduled a um, photo shoot with a photographer who was coming over from New Zealand and she did really beautiful personal branding photos. And it was the first It was the first proper photo shoot that I had ever had and it was definitely the first time I was having a photo shoot after having kids and you know what happens to your body after you have kids. I did not look how I wanted to look and I did. Oh my God, I went and had a haircut and I had my hair dyed red. (laughs) I went and bought new clothes and, you know, I'm a busy mum running a business. I didn't have a lot of time to think through or to even go shopping. And so it was one of those shopping instances where you just basically had to go in one day and what you saw was what you got. And, you know, when you're feeling pretty self-conscious about the way that your body is looking. And I have to say, like, I was probably 15, at least 15 kilos heavier than I would have liked to have been, maybe even 20. And I was trying to panic shop and it was stressful and awful. And 
the photos are just doing. My hair is just ridiculous. It's this bright red color. I'm now blonde, you know, and I do love red hair, but because I'd gone from basically having no color to having red hair, I didn't have time to find the right shade. You know, it takes a couple of times. It's kind of rare that you would go to the hairdresser and, and have a complete change of hair color and be totally happy with it. So long story short, I'm telling you this story because I see it in my clients and I've done it myself. And what you end up with is a really awkward photo shoot in clothes that you don't feel comfortable in, probably in a location that you've never been to before. And then you look back at the photos and you're all angsty towards the photographer for not doing a great job or, you know, for missing the brief or whatever, when in reality that photographer was struggling with a woman having an identity crisis on that day. And, you know, really probably no photos were going to meet that brief. And so this is why consistent authenticity is important. So if your fancy dress self often wishes that she had have just worn the tracky pants, then that premium kind of, hi, I'm in a hotel lobby in my evening wear visual, no matter how much we see it played out in the marketing that surrounds us in this online space, isn't going to be a consistently authentic one for you. So if casual tracky pants or whatever, leisure wear or even just smart cash or whatever is your thing, but you don't think that it belongs as a part of your brand, I want you to try and just think about embracing that because that kind of aesthetic or even, you know, anything else that's quirky, whether it be a crazy hairstyle or earrings or even just you're going, you know, for a mum core look or whatever, it's going to stand out if it's authentically you. And it sure as hell is going to stand out from the sea of women that we see having photo shoots in this kind of business wear, evening wear, posing in the hotel lobby, trying to make them look premium kind of space. And these rules on consistent authenticity also apply to your visual brand assets too. So there's no doubt about it that you do need consistent visuals to develop a visual language for your brand because that's how your potential clients will learn to recognize your digital presence amongst the piles of others. But before you can be consistently authentic, you need to tap into your inner creative artist and define your look in a way that is real to you. And this is what I did totally messed up when it came to my brand photo shoot around about seven years ago, I didn't give myself that space to define how it was that I wanted to be presented. So I actually booked the photo shoot too early in the piece. I wasn't ready. I didn't have a defined idea of who I was. I was also going through a bit of a identity crisis myself. All of those circumstances just kind of combined to create a bit of a disaster. So while all great brands start with a collection of carefully curated fonts and colors and images, or not, <laughs> but ideally we want to, that re represent the brandy, and that's the person within the brand, not the drink, <laughs> actually diving and digging into who it is that you are as a person and how you visually want to be placed within the brand can be a lot harder. It's all this complex nature of how does a person fit within a brand 
is why we created the Brand Archetypes Quiz and we recommend that all our clients take that and also the 16 Personalities Test. Now, both of these are free. I'll add the links to the show notes. And actually also the Brand Values Assessment. These three tests can really help you to understand the natural strengths that you possess and also what makes you tick so that you can show up authentically and be real for your community. And once you work that out, then you can work out how should that actually look. So a smart move also at this point is to take this brand planning time to check out your competition online. So, you know, kind of like regular internet stalking, but a little bit more strategic and smarter. We're not just looking up, you know, the kids we went to school with in year nine and whatever happened to them, but more so a chance to scope out what others are doing in your space so that you can do it differently and you can find yourself a design and branding style that looks and feels like you rather than a ripoff or a brand that gives you, you know, deja vu. You know how you see a lot of brands around these days and there's a sameness to it. But when you see branding that is different and unique, you'll get an immediate response to it, whether that a good or bad response An immediate and a strong response is a good thing because it helps repel the people who are not ideal for you and it helps to attract the people that are. So then once you've found that magic combination of working out your style and the brand visuals for your own brand being the colors, fonts, and images that speak to you, this is where we start to get consistent and this is where sexy consistency comes into play. So sexy consistency is, you know, when you look at an Instagram feed and everything just kind of matches and it looks amazing. This is not all the same, but there's a definite look and feel to it. And then you go to the person's website and their website matches. And then you download something and that matches. And then a couple of days later, you start to get retargeted with ads and those match. This is the sexy consistency feel. It's much more obvious when it comes to visuals. It's not as obvious when it comes to content, but we'll come up to that later. And this is what makes your brand feel really desirable. Branding is so important and consistency in branding is so important. And it's important because it helps you make more money and helps you become remembered. For example, it takes five to seven impressions for people to remember your brand. So if you, those five to seven impressions are stylistically different, they're actually it's going to detract from that possibility for them to remember you. If you have five to seven consistent impressions, then people are going to be able to remember you much e- more easily. Consistently using the same colors in your brand helps improve brand recognition by up to 80%. And branding consistently across all platforms has been shown to increase revenue by up to 23%. So the reasons for having very consistent visuals is really important. It's something that is a long-term strategy. I don't think anybody can flick a switch one day and all of a sudden be completely on brand visually. It takes time and it takes that discipline that I mentioned before. But it is a smart business move. And, you know, if the idea of sticking to the same look forever freaks you out a little bit, don't worry. You're allowed to change. And we've spoken before about the way that brands evolve and your look will evolve too. 
it's good to change things up and to rebrand and refresh every couple of years. Your brand and your style should change as you do, though whilst you do it, it can be messy and feel really frustrating. At the moment, actually, we're in the middle of a rebrand or brand refresh for Flourish and, you know, it's messy. There are so many moving parts. There are so many web pages. There are so many automations. It is a big task. And, you know, to be honest with you, but we've been working on it for almost a year and it got to the stage where we thought, you know what, if we hold back and wait for every single piece to be rebranded and perfect, then this is actually never going to happen because the business is too big. So we're doing it in stages. Anything that we roll out that is new is in this brand style and then we go to our biggest traffic platforms and rebrand those and and then you know move on to the older things that could even be retired. So it is a process and as I said before, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to click a switch, especially when you're a small business. So the second part of this branding consistency puzzle is content. And what you say and what you do as a brand is just as important as how you look. So sometimes it can even have a bigger impact on your brand reputation. So don't just get carried away with the visuals and being consistent in the visuals. You need to be consistent in the way that you're producing and creating content also. So the goal with your content is to create content that earns you instant recognition from your community. It has a clear tone of voice and it has a consistent and authentic delivery. So that's it in short. (laughs) So let's dive in and, and unpack what this is. Now, if you're the type of person who loves to use the words like babe, love and girlfriend, I do encourage you to own it. So it might scare some people away but you'll attract the ones that we like to call soulmate customers. And that's the women who will read all of your blogs. They will listen to your podcast religiously. They'll buy, you know, every single thing that you put out without a pause. The process of finding your sound shouldn't feel icky. And if it does, it's probably because you're breaking the number one rule of personal branding, which is be yourself. Now I have to stress though, if these words are not authentic for you, for the love of God, don't use them. They were just examples. You won't ever hear me calling someone a babe or a sweetie or lovely. It feels so foreign coming out of my mouth. It just sends me into a spiral of awkwardness. So it's really, really important to be yourself. And just because other people are using colloquial language in the same space as you, it doesn't mean that you need to adopt the same style. And actually, if you are using the exact same colloquial language as other people in your niche, I would encourage you to find a different style because it helps to set you apart. And I get that this part is hard because we don't all sit around taking note of all of our idiosyncratic things that we say we'll do on a day-to-day basis. They're, you know, inherently part of who we are. We're not really all that aware of them. But I guarantee you that there are things that you do and say that are unique to you. So try playing with it a little bit. Ask a friend or a loved one to pretend that they are you for a few minutes and say, tell them about your day. Or ask your friends what 
they think your catchphrase is, or even if you have kids, God, ask them to pretend to be you. You'll very soon start to hear the way that you speak being spoken back to you. And then start to keep a running list of things that you say and try to catch yourself saying things as well. So once you start to get a handle on what your tone is, you'll need to work out a consistent communication plan and a communication channel. Okay, so once your tone is in check, you'll need to work out a consistent communication plan. Now, when I work with clients, we try to come up with a communication style that works for them. So this also comes back to your personality. So remember the personality tests I mentioned earlier in the episode. These are super helpful when it comes to your communication style. So it comes back to your personality and your resources. And by resources, I mean time and money because time is money, right? (laughs) So the number one reason I see people falling apart with authentic consistency is they make it so hard for themselves to follow through. For some, committing to a video twice a week sounds great, and it would be great. It would be amazing for your SEO, and it would be awesome for audience engagement and for brand recognition. But if you literally have a client roster that is completely full, or if you have young kids, or if you are caring for a parent, or whatever the thing is, it can be hard to show up at that intended consistency, and then the wheels start to fall off, and then this can really shatter your confidence. And being inconsistent damages your brand. So you could totally batch content and I encourage you to do so and you can outsource and I encourage you to do that too. All of these are really great options. But for those of you who are only just starting to build the brand consistency muscle for the first time and you probably find yourself living and working in a pressure cooker, a family and business, and you might only have one hour a week. Here are my tips for you. So we need to embrace authentic consistency and realistic consistency. And we need to get smart. As I mentioned before, you need to think um, consistency as a muscle that you need to build. And unfortunately, in order to build a muscle, you need to work out consistently. So you can see it's a little bit of a catch-22. Eek! (laughs) So I encourage you to start with what you can. If batching or outsourcing is not an option right now, think about your communication strengths and play to those and set realistic goals. Instead of committing something to something long-term and forever, approach things more as an experiment rather than a lifelong commitment. So here's what I mean by this. Committing to a weekly podcast for a year is a really big goal and it's one that I think that you should do if you're able to But seriously, a year is a really long time. Hello, 2020. (laughs) So if you're completely new to something, instead of diving into the unknown without doing some tests, try to commit to a smaller series of content instead of a long-term piece. Feel free to experiment first before you put a ring on it. By approaching things as experiments, this is going to give you a structure to work with and then a defined time limit to commit to. So if the workload is ridiculous, or if you really hate it, or if you really are getting no payoff for the time investment that you're making, you have a gracious way out, which doesn't make you look like a flake or an amateur or do anything that damages your brand. 
So if you're a writer, develop a brand communication style that allows for you to shine in this way. If you're a writer and you can only dedicate an hour a week, you could try writing an in-depth email to your list and just sending that. Or if you've got some financial resources as well, try outsourcing to a copywriter to write you a blog post based on this. They could also write a bunch of socials as well. So you're starting to take your core piece of content and then outsource all the pieces around it. If you're a talker, you can try a video or a podcast. If Again, if you've got an hour to get this done, try scheduling in a 10-minute interview with a guest. So you and a guest speaking for 10 minutes and then outsource all the other pieces that you need to someone who doesn't have to be you to make it work. Some parts of your content creation will need to be you, particularly in the early stages, but not all do. So realistic consistency is about drilling into what needs to be you and what can be inspired by you and doing what you can so it's manageable, enjoyable, and you got it, consistent. The most important thing is to do it. Creating content for your business actually helps create business for your business. For example, 64% of consumers purchase a product after watching branded videos on social networks. Brands that blog generate 60% more leads than brands that do not. And over 82% of people are more likely to trust and buy from a company who uses social media. I mean, there are so many statistics that back this up. We all know that we need to do it. The issue for us as time poor women (laughs) is that we often just don't have time. So we really need to play to our strengths and not make the hurdle too high for us to be able to jump. So start small, practice that consistency muscle like you would anything else that you're working out and approach things as an experimental phase, if you will. So the last item is presence and that's bringing it all together. So if you've got your message and your tone down to a fine art and you've packaged it all up with dashing design, there's only one thing left to do. That is to schedule it in and make it happen. And this is where a disciplined presence is important. Great content creators make the most of the spike in engagement right after posting by keeping their posting times consistent and regular until their content becomes a part of the routine for their followers. If you don't have any rules in place for where or when your content reaches its audience, now is a really good time to make some. And unfortunately, knowing what those times are involves experimenting again. So you'll need to try a number of different times a day and look at your statistics to see when you're getting a really good hit of engagement. Once you've got that, it means creating a schedule for your blog posts, podcasts, and social media content, and then factoring in enough time to check everything you publish for consistent messaging, tone, design, and delivery, etc. So try not to fly by the seat of your pants remember to add in some time so that you can check it over with your brand lens and make sure that it's building your brand and not pulling it apart. Remember, keep it manageable and keep it achievable. The best part is if you're clever about it, you'll have enough scheduled content to maintain your online presence like a pro, even when you're not actually working. And this is where the sexy consistency comes in. It starts to look and feel effortless, even though you and I both know a lot of effort has gone into it. 
So there you have it. That was the three elements for consistent online presence. And if you're really keen to keep things consistent, you can always head over to us and let us know what's troubling you at flourishonline.com.au. So that's it. So until next time, I'll see you in the same chair in the same office consistently podcasting. And I wish upon you what I value the most, play, courage, and freedom. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the How to Flourish Online podcast with me, Alyssa Nagel. For a full recap of this show, or for more info on how to grow your own flourishing business, check out our website, flourishonline.com.au. And if you like this episode, show me some love, baby. Give us a rating and comment over on iTunes to help me reach more women in online business. See you next time.